Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy! Happy Monday! Hey, what's up? It's Christmas week, and it's an Izzy Monday. Izzy Monday. It's our our season two finale, if you will. All right. So we got to bring it today. Yay! We have to bring it. We have to bring it today. Oh boy! Now you jinxed it, but okay. No, no, we 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 brought the we brought our ring. No pressure. Okay. We brought our ringer in today. There you go. Izzy always gets us the ratings. That's it. But here we go. It's Christmas week, Advent four. And we get to focus on Mary. I mean, oh, what a queen, literally. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's bringing already. All right. So fourth Sunday of Advent, we have four. It's we're recording this four days out from Christmas, Christmas Eve. Excited. I woke up this morning. It didn't feel like Christmas. You know, it's like it's like, been a weird year. Yeah, it, it's like I wrote it here in my homily notes. I'm like, it doesn't feel like Advent is ending. Well, there you go. So she she's on the same wavelength, but. You wake up this morning, Izzy's here because she's on quote-unquote vacation. The kids are out of school. I am on vacation, quote-unquote. Yeah, but you're still here. You're here. You woke up early to come record this with us. It's like Sophie. uh, Her her cousin's in town Mm -hmm. and said, what do you do on your off days? I go to the office because they're all my friends. You're on vacation, but here you are. So So everybody, you know, so I wake up this morning. There's no noise. There's, you know, it's blissfully quiet out there. There's no traffic, no kids, you know, out in the out on the streets or getting to school. And Izzy's just nodding her head with a smile yeah. because she doesn't have to do what the oh, kids are doing. Glorious. But you love your kids. I, I do miss them a little bit. You love your kids. I do, I do. Anyhow, yesterday it's a fourth Sunday of Advent. We light the last candle on the Advent wreath. And Izzy, give us, you know, what did you have the notes, you have your notebook in front of you. You took notes during Mass yesterday. What jumped out at you at the homily yesterday? You on the at visitation. First you were you began how it was the stories about two moms and two unborn children. Mm-hmm. I obviously that's that's how it is. I never thought of it, but I can also see it's like a pro life. It it's is. Just, it's a pro life view that the, John the Baptist literally leaped of joy mm-hmm. in Elizabeth's belly when he felt Mary right there with Jesus. I. We've used that it. gospel in in pro pro life rallies I, before. I I've only been to one March for Life, so I don't. There you know, go. I don't know, <laughs> but I saw is that, and then. You mentioned Pope Francis's, I don't, I don't know, what was Angelus. it? Angelus. Angelus. Yeah, that. You pray it every day at noon. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Um, where is it? The two things that we have to be humble and what was the second one? Joyful. Joyful. And uh, giving to like the end Father's of Father's got his way. notes too. Yeah, I know he does. He has his little paper that he always has. <laughs> he's, to his credit, he's not looking at it, though. He, no. <laughs> um, but the second part of how we have to be joyful reminds me of in eighth grade how I learned what joy means. Jesus first, other second, you last. And that's how I've always been living my life. And I think that's a perfect reminder for this Christmas season. That Jesus is the center, right? That we have to give back to others. How Mary... Where is it? Oh my gosh, I'm losing my, my... You can't read your handwriting. I cannot read my handwriting. We, we, this has happened before. How she took a long journey to go see Elizabeth, so she's mm-hmm. always serving. So how Mary, others for others second, then you last and you think about yourself. Yeah. There you go. So I said this in a podcast three weeks ago, is that right around, today's the 20th of December, right around when we get to this time, you're like, oh my 
goodness, where did Advent go? Mm-hmm. And we're like, I need like another two weeks of Christmas, just like uh, of Advent or Christmas, so I could keep listening to the Christmas carols and I could, you know, keep doing all the crazy things we do during Christmas, you know, both spiritually and, you know, and, and the party aspect of it, which is all fun and nice. We had a nice dinner on, on, on Saturday night. And all these things, you know, we wanted to continue, but they can continue. Thing is, is and what I mentioned, you know, um, actually, it's going to be my Christmas column this this coming weekend, is that the world turns the page immediately on the twenty sixth of December. We, you know, the church starts celebrating Christmas in earnest. In fact, we didn't hear O Come O Come Emmanuel until yesterday at Mass, the the opening song. Of, uh, you know, oh, the church. Right. Yeah, if you know, no, you, no, I haven't heard it. There in you mass. go. Do you see that? <laughs> I only hear it in morning announcements at school. <laughs> there you go. I love that song. So, we only heard it yesterday because now we're like in the, you know, in these last eight days of, of preparation for, for Christmas and Advent. And, you know, the church starts celebrating Christmas in earnest on Christmas Eve. And we start with the, you know, the Christmas hymns and the Christmas carols and, and all that stuff. While the rest of the world, yeah, you turn on the radio and there's Christmas songs there. We've heard Mariah, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas for the millionth time, which, you know, you can't get enough of. And, you know, you, you turn, you, you turn you know, the, the world turns the page. We go to, you know, let's, let's start thinking about New Year's Eve. Let's start thinking about what's next. And, you know, we're, the church isn't ready yet. We need to dwell on the reality that the Son of, that the incarnate Son of, you know, the incarnate Word is with us. The son, that the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity, came down and became one of us. See, Mary, God bless her. Mary had a beautiful Literally. Advent. Mary had nine months of Advent to be able, as the, as the scriptures say, to ponder these things in her heart, to be able to go to Elizabeth, to spend three months with her, to prepare for the coming of her son. Now we don't have that. We have four weeks at best. Next week will be next year will be the you know we'll get the full four weeks. You know this year we get just two days shy of four weeks, and you know all that you know is supposed to lead us to this great place spiritually, where we can, you know, be like you know ask Mary for intercession. We can be like her to prepare a worthy dwelling place for her son to be a person of hope to be a person of joy. So this is where we are four days out from Christmas. Are we ready to bring the Savior into our world, into our hearts, into our lives? You know, so that we could proclaim this like Mary, to go in haste to serve others. That's the challenge of, of, of these last four days. That's a challenge of Christmas. Yeah, and I, Father, you tweeted, and I don't know if, I don't remember if it was a quote from the Pope or, or, or paraphrasing, but you said, here you've got Mary pregnant, mm-hmm. and she goes off on this adventure. And it's, and it's a dangerous adventure. Right. You know, it's not, you know, let me, let me hop in my car and go down the street to my friend's house. It's, it's going across mountain country. Mm-hmm. You know, she's pregnant with the Son of God. You know, so you'd think, all right, I'm going to chill until he's born. And she's, you talk about she's got nine months of Advent, and it was an active Advent. Yep. It was actively preparing. It was... It wasn't just sit back and, and, you know, God is coming to me. It's, you know, I I have this sense of urgency that, you know, I need to go and, and, and share. I need to go see and serve. I need to go, you know, and, and be with people. You know, it's not just, 
let me sit back, you know, I got Jesus, I'm good to go. You know, it, it's literally, she's compelled to, to go and do something, and she goes to serve Elizabeth. And say, Luke, you know, that's why he puts in that little detail that's often overlooked. She goes to the hill country yep. in haste. So, you know, hill country, you're thinking, okay, well, this is not just, you know, like you said, it's not a walk in the park. You know, it, it's a long journey. She's going from Nazareth down to right, I said, right around just north of Jerusalem is where she's going. And uh, how far is that? That is, oof, by 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 car, it's about a two-hour drive. Mm. You know, I mean, I mean, that, that's what that's what I've you know, and, and the thing is that it's and in, in when you're in Israel, you have two paths. You go along the, the banks of the Jordan, mm -hmm. okay, or you go you know near to the Mediterranean Sea. There's no like straight line, okay. you know, that which is the quickest way. But you go to the straight line, you go through Samaria, you go through all these places that are not very hospitable. Yeah. Also, you know, they got desert in there some some places. So, and she's pregnant. And she's pregnant. <laughs> okay. But because she was conceived without sin, you know, did not experience all the effects and all the that, you know, as as far as we know, as far as the church teaches, did not experience all the things that pregnant women, you know, experience. So that that's another ball of wax for another day. Izzy, yeah. Izzy okay. just went, what? She's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, not to say that, listen, that it wasn't a hardship. She's still pregnant. Yeah. You know, so, and she does two journeys during her pregnancy. One, you know, actually three. Going back, going to the hill country and back, mm -hmm. and then going with Joseph from Nazareth way down to Bethlehem, which is south of Jerusalem. On a donkey. On a donkey, yeah. <laughs> and Alfa, you, you emphasized this uh, notion of smallness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I feel like we we touch on this on the podcast basically every week. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but but it, uh, you know that's that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit being in charge here because we don't plan what we talk about. You know, we we talked about that before. We just come in here and we start <laughs> going. But but really, Advent as a whole, and and now coming into the home stretch of Christmas, really focuses us in on this sense of smallness, mm -hmm. you know, of humility, of and if if we really understand what's what we're about to celebrate you know we have no choice but to fall on our knees you know because because here we have jesus the son of god among us literally flesh and blood among us you know and that's what that's what we celebrate and small and small you know a baby it doesn't get more more humble and simple and small than that so that that's something we've been talking about since october 1st since we celebrated our feast day of saint Therese. Yeah, saint Therese. You know, you know, gifted us with the little way, showing us the little way. Th when we do things, you know, when we become small, we do things in little ways, but with great love. That's the way to salvation. So now God Himself, being omnipotent, being big, being all powerful, becomes a vulnerable human being, totally dependent on His creation. That just blows your mind. It boggles the imagination. That God would do something like that—that that Jesus Christ comes into our into our history, totally dependent on Mary and Joseph. He could not have survived had it not been for Mary and Joseph. He, yes, they're in the crib, fully God and fully man, but still needed to be nursed, needed to be changed, needed to be cared for. Couldn't walk. You know, it's not like you know, 
horses, you know, they go out there and they, they give birth and the little horses come out and they just start walking. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It's beautiful. But humans aren't like that. Humans are extraordinarily vulnerable. Very weak. When we are born, we are totally dependent on our mother. We're totally dependent on our father, especially our mother, to be able to eat, to be able to nurse, all these things. God did that to show us this is how you love, by becoming vulnerable, by becoming small, by becoming the least, you know, born in the darkness, born in the silence, born away from the view of the world. And that's how Jesus became man. That's what we celebrate on, on Christmas. That's what we're getting ready for in four days, is this incredible mystery. And so for us, we have to say, okay, am I ready? You know, I, you know, I quoted the Pope, and, and Izzy's getting, you know, she's geared up to talk about this now, but, you know, I, I mentioned the Pope talking about us running in haste, like Mary, towards Christmas. Is there, let's say, an urgency to our Advent spiritual preparation? these last four days of Advent. So when you mentioned that running in haste, I was, I put it in like my point of view because I'm a very energetic person. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. Yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm super energetic. <laughs> and it's things that you have to serve joyfully and bring the good news like how Mary did in whatever shape, way, or form. For me, with middle school, you have to be energetic. You have to do something to like get the kids going and not even just kids as adults too like adults still need formation adults need that little like there were kids how you said like to have that sense of wonder as a child need to see like all like the pretty not not the per, like there's beautiful things at the church but emphasize like the importance of it like this is Jesus and I lost myself now give me a second <laughs> so, okay. okay so you reminds so you said it reminds us to approach christmas with a sense of water have light and joy to be humble like a child and take out that's the part that that i reflected on after take out the stuff that doesn't belong in your heart because right. you said yes as a child as a baby we depend on our parents like how jesus did to mary and joseph but even as adults we still depend on others to remind us like hey you're not doing the correct thing or why are you acting like this why, why why are you doing this so that's why we have like people that love us we have our pastor that always reminds us that we need to do the right thing so. there you go she goes in haste mm -hmm. she goes with joy to bring this good you know to not to you know not necessarily to, you know, just to bring the good news but she also goes to serve she goes to serve her, her cousin the pope yesterday said something in, you know that, that caught my eye, and I shared it yesterday in the homily, that Mary goes with the step, you know, it's kind of like that spring your step mm -hmm. notion, you know, because you're, she's filled with the Holy Spirit at the, at the Annunciation. So now she goes in haste into the hill country to go visit Elizabeth. And so the Pope says she proceeded with the step of one, of the, one whose heart and life are full of God and full of joy. So he said we should ask ourselves how our step is and whether we move forward with hope, energy, and perseverance. Now, the Pope mentioned this. If we get dragged down by melancholy, we will not bring God to anyone. And it's very, very easy to get dragged down. Listen, last two years has been very easy with what we've been going through to get dragged down into the melancholy. Oh, my goodness, here we go, and, and all this, the pandemic, and the virus, and now Omicron, and I... I don't know if I would pronounce that right, or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you know, that's, 
what we've been dealing with, but yet there is a way to approach this with certain sense of joy because if we're always like looking for, oh my God, you know, the walls are coming in around me or, or, or this is going to happen and we're always putting the cart before the horse and always finding the negative in everything, then we are definitely not going to bring joy mm-hmm. to everyone. If we, get dragged down by, if we get dragged down by melancholy, we will not bring God to anyone. The Pope encouraged everyone to be positive despite our daily difficulties and even cultivate a, sense, a healthy sense of humor, adding that the first act of charity we can do is to offer a serene and smiling face to bring the joy of Jesus, as Mary did with Elizabeth. You know, Mother Teresa said that all, you know, begins with a smile. Just something as simple as that. We've talked about the sour Christians. We've talked about those that, that walk around. I used the, the image of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Eeyore, how are you doing? I don't know. I'm okay. You know, I haven't seen Winnie the Pooh in years. But but it's like, you know, you think of that, you know, that, mm-hmm. that, that person that always feels bogged down, that, yeah. you know, that isn't very fun to be around. Or even, you know, forget fun, just be around, period. Mm-hmm. It's just a, a heaviness. There's, yeah, there's a, there's a and you thing. pity and you pity those people because it's like, you know, look at you know for all the the negative things, you know that they see you. You, you want to say to them, well, "Where are the blessings?" It reminds me of this this um, this great story of two kids that are getting ready for Christmas, and one's an optimist and one's a pessimist. And the optimist is like, "Yeah, I want a bike for Christmas, and I can't wait to do the bike." And then the pessimist is like, "Yeah, but." You know, you got a bike and you got to get a helmet. What if you fall? You got to put it together. What if they get a flat, flat tire? <laughs> and, and all that stuff is like, okay, then, you know, what, you know, they're not looking forward, you know, to, to, to Christmas. You, you could look at it. You could look at the world that way. You could say, oh, look, look at the bike. And I'm like, man, now I have to, a bike. Now I feel like I have to ride every day, you know, to thank my parents because they gave it to me. <laughs> and, and what if it gets a flat? And what if, you know, what if I fall? And what if the helmet doesn't fit? And all that stuff. I remember when I got a bike when I was a kid, I was like, wow, I got a bike. It's awesome. And I'm going to make it fly like an ET. And I didn't, unfortunately. You know, but that's what I always wanted, you know. That's, that was my little Christmas wish when I was, when I was an eight-year-old, <laughs> two years after ET was released and wanting to, uh, oh, yeah. you know, to fly off yeah. like, you know, like the moon like, in the background. Like, yeah, with the moon in the background. <laughs> so, no, I, you don't know how many times... You try. I, I, really, I try to pop a wheelie. I'm not kidding. You I, are really serious. When you're, that's the beauty of Christmas. How many times did you fall, Chai? No, no, I didn't fall. Oh, it's okay. a very good, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have plenty but, of scrapes, but it was, <laughs> but but it's like you 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 flip you you tried to pop a wheelie to say, okay, come on, and you know you had the song, you know, you didn't have air, you know, we didn't have the, we had the Walkman, we didn't have the the AirPods like we do now. That you know, I, I'd walk around and the music was just in my head, and I'm thinking I'm John Williams score in my head going, glorious, and 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 nothing, and and. My bike didn't fly, but, but but father, there's there's a distinction here between you know we're, we're looking at you on one side you've got the you know the Eeyore the the eternal pessimist you know and then the the contrast to that is not a sense of uh, you know fake it till you make it optimism you know it's it's real confidence and that's what we see in in Mary who yep. who has this spring in her step you know so so it boils down to you know are our Christmas wishes you know just the words that we put on a Christmas card. You know, where, where we wish you joy and peace and love, you know, and, and it's just, you know, what we scribble you know, in that white space so that the card doesn't look so empty. Or is it something that, that's 
really what we wish and, and something that, that we want to possess ourselves. You know, because when we have that joy authentically, when we have that peace, when we have, you know, that, that comfort and, you know, all, the, all those things that we wish that we write in, in those Christmas cards, it brings with it this real confidence where, you know, we're going to have that spring in our step. And, and we can't not have that spring in our step because we know, you know, we're in God's hands and, and we're in good hands. And, yeah, it's heavy out there and, and there's plenty of, of darkness and, and things to be depressed about. But despite all that, you know, God's got this. You know, I'm in, I'm in his hands and, and it brings with that this, this confidence that, that just exudes in anything and everything that we do. And that's Mary's total trust and total surrender. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about trust too because not only during the Christmas season, yes, it is. Maybe sometimes for other people it's not maybe the happiest of holidays, but they still make the best out of it. And put Christmas aside, like just throughout your daily life, we're supposed to wake up, give thanks to God, entrust ourselves to him and entrust our loved ones. I always, at the end of each of like, I listen to a homily. I say, geez, I trust in you because there's days that I trust him more than I trust in myself. And it's it's difficult some days. And our next like big season I guess, in the church is, I was going to say Advent again, Lent. And then at the end, what happens in Lent? Jesus resurrect. He's come. He came back from the dead. He's there with us. He gave us the Eucharist. We go through like these three days of like sadness. We see his passion, but it's all for joy that we get when we are singing Alleluia on Easter Sunday. Just giving a little head to Easter. But, yeah. Getting ahead of herself. But yeah. That's but okay. it was just, that was the point. Like, we have to be joyful, have to have to have that but, spring in our step every day, just besides Christmas. But the opening prayer of Mass, actually, the colleague kind of foreshadows that because we do, every four Sunday of Advent, we do the opening prayer is the prayer we do at the end of the Angelus. Pour forth, we beseech you, Lord, your that grace into our hearts. We do whom the Christ's son was made known by the medicine angel, may by his passion and death be brought to the glory of his resurrection. The same Christ our Lord. So already it's looking forward to, okay, mm-hmm. he's coming into the world to do this. Okay. Obviously, we don't, we don't dwell on the cross, but the cross is still there. We know that he is, like all of us, we're born to die. You know, but he's born to die to bring us eternal life to bring us something we did not have before something that we could not get on our own and this is where god's grace comes in and this is where these last four days of christmas i invite you to to really go deep and say okay where where does god want me to dwell this christmas obviously he wants us to dwell and 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 focus on the christ child to focus on that nativity scene on that crash on on that manger scene but this is you mentioned it earlier is, is getting rid of the stuff that prevents me from being confident from being hopeful from being joyful being that confident christian that i'm called to be that totally trusts in my redeemer and which is why i invited people this wednesday to come to confession the advent penance service you know last year was just amazing we were you know i was there for four hours hearing confession you know, never, maybe because it was the first advent after the pandemic started and, and people, you know, had been away. I don't know what it was because usually, I mean, you know, we get people, but it's not as big as Lent. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah, feels like is. Lent, you got to go, you know, penance season. But advent is a penance season as well. Mm-hmm. But there was this need for people 
to go. And we were there, and you know, all the preachers were just so joy-filled that we were able to administer the sacrament to so many people on, in one evening. And we did that. So if you're listening to us, you know, in you know, in your person or little flower, Wednesday at seven. If you're not a person or little flower, you're listening to us somewhere else. You know, call your church, find out when the penny. Usually they're this week, and they already had it. Maybe you know, if they did, find out if they have confessions before Friday, or you know, and if they have, call your parish priest and ask, "Can I come in and make a good confession?" And before you do, make a good examination of conscience. You know, if, you know, here in our parish shop, there's a wonderful examination in conscience. Just click the, the saying, yeah, I got to say that, I got to say that, I got to say I that. I love those. Those help you know? so much. So write it down. it actually, down. like, gives you the little script at the end. Yeah, yeah it, gives, it gives us <laughs> <Thank> Everybody, <laughs> Everybody's prepared. So, you know, go go with, you know, saying, you know what, let me just take all of this junk that I've been carrying around oh. and just unload it. Because if we're going to make this journey, mm-hmm. we can't take extra baggage with us. You know, there's you know, there's a certain amount of you know weight or or baggage that we could take on a plane, on a journey. Same thing, when it comes to our spiritual life, get rid of the excess baggage, so that we can be joyful, this Christmas. And that's what Mary teaches us. Mary doesn't have the excess baggage. Mary was conceived without sin. Mary is able to say yes to God, and go to the hill country in haste with a spring in her step, with confidence, with joy to spread that serene and smiling face to spread the joy of Jesus with Elizabeth. That's why Elizabeth felt the Holy Spirit. That's why John the Baptist felt the the presence of our Lord because Mary brought it, not physically and with her actions. Yes, she was carrying the Son of God in her room, but also by her expression, by her smile. By her magnificat, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. All these things, we should always, at every moment, be proclaiming the greatness of the Lord, like Mary did. And that's the challenge these last four days of Advent, is being able to get into that. What else you got, Izzy? After this, most likely I'm going to do some Christmas shopping. Who knows? I, there's so many things I have to get. But um, it's trying to make time for Jesus in your busy life, even if it's after work. I know some people are still working Thankfully, I'm not. But it's going to the Blessed Sacrament. (laughs) (laughs) And looking at Jesus and reflecting, asking, what do you want me to do? How can I make my heart a manger for you? you? How can you come to my life? How can I bring you joyfully? Because like Mary, yes, she had him physically in in her, right? When we receive Jesus, we are also a tabernacle as well. But it's what can I do in my daily life that it's my actions that reflect Jesus' love? Because some people do not know Jesus, do not know God, do not know anything. But they just think you're a nice person. Like, wow, that person did something really nice for me. They, I, I hope they have a good day. But for us, it's like we're giving back to others when someone might not need it or someone that we know in our life that, hey, do you need prayers? Do you need anything this Christmas season? Um, so it's, drink, it's bringing that God's love to others in the most simple ways and reminding that to be humble as well. There it is. There it is. I mean, yes, that, that's everything that, that we need to be doing. Humble, going back to being small, going back, and I you know, talked about it, being childlike. You look at the children, they're so excited for Christmas, but children are sometimes the first ones to point out, yes, but it's because of Jesus. Yeah, they want the presents. You know, who don't? We, all, we want yeah, the presents. We're adults. Presents. You know, but it's about Jesus. It's about 
getting to know him, go, getting to into a deeper relationship with him. And so that's what these last four days of Advent are all about. Okay, at the end of the sports segment, I'll give my Christmas message a little, you know, tied up in a nice little bowl. But Izzy, thank you for coming in this morning. Thank you for having me. And uh, for waking up. Izzy! Yeah. It was an Izzy thank Monday. You. Long thank, overdue. And thank Yay. you for I thank know. you for all the all the times. I, when was the last time with the three of us? Because the last two the times, I think Jorge hasn't, hasn't, I don't think yeah, Jorge's no, been here. The last time the three of us has been like, it's been a while. It's been, been a while. while. It's yeah. probably one of the first episodes of the season. Yeah, so there you go. Oh, but, uh, good to be back. But it's great to have you as always, and we look forward to seeing you next season. So uh, prepare yourself. In haste, because Christmas And it's is, not too late. Not I know too late. We're, we're at a Monday of, of week four of that, but it's not too late. It's not too late. we still have three and a half days. Three and a half? Four, it's like I said, if you, order, if you order something on Amazon in May, who knows? May get here? <laughs> Same thing. Depend, depends what, depends, the, depends what it is. fulfillment center has. Right. <laughs> but, you know, same thing with our spiritual life. It's not too late. Go to confession on Wednesday. Prepare a proper dwelling place for the Lord. Amen. Amen. running back. Wow. That's your fiance's boy. Exactly. It's you a no-brainer. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> that guy just... No, but... Just... No. Get out of here. <laughs> what was that last night? All right, all right. Before we talk sports, we left Izzy here, and Ashley's joined us. I want to... Because we're four days from Christmas, and I... You know, we, we rarely talk about pop culture, which we said we were going to do. And... Before we get into sports, I have a loaded question to throw out at the panel here. Favorite Christmas movie? Go. Elf. Elf. Ashley. National Lampoon. Ah. Uh, uh, you took mine. You took mine. No. So for three of us, it's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> All right. Why? For that, I've never seen Christmas Vacation. Oh, oh sorry. no. I'm sorry. No. We are doing okay. this this week. Podcast Com- over. We're no, going to go watch we it. We right need. Now. No. You need to see. When, which one is that one? With Chevy Chase. It's, the best. it's before my time, too, but still. Yeah, no, I've never, seen, I've never well, seen Lampoon's it Christmas either. It came out in 1989. You don't have to look it up. I saw it in the movie theater. I've seen it a few times this year already. Oh, no, no, no. no. We, 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 oh, my, my goodness, Izzy. I know all the Home Alones. All right, but which of the Home Alone is better? I said the first one. I said, you know, we had this conversation yes, the other day. Did. I said the second first one. This one's the best one. What do you like? For, no more than two. I've only seen, this is a true story, I've only seen the first one once. No way. I repeat yeah. that one almost every day. I see Home Alone no 2 almost every Christmas. I Because I love New York. And because, you know, him going around New York, this is when Times Square was still seedy. <laughs> <laughs> and, all right, now another loaded question. Okay, this is a yes or no. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I was waiting movie? for it. I was waiting for it. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Ooh, Ash is over there. She's like, <laughs> she's thinking. She's she doesn't want to answer. You say no. No. Word on fire. I'm gonna say yes, just because I know you hate. Word no. <laughs> word on fire. Siri. Word on fire. Did a blog, which I haven't. I saw the title, but I haven't clicked on it yet. Somebody making the argument that, and I I, I did read a synopsis, making the argument that Word on Fire is a. I mean, excuse me, the Word on Fire. That Die Hard, Die Hard. is a Christmas movie. It says yes. 
Siri says yes. Yeah, no, Siri. No, it's <laughs> Bruce Willis said no. Seven reasons why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Hold on, we, we gotta get the microphone closer here. Yeah, come. Get, oh, you want to share it? Yeah, yeah get close. What are the seven reasons that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Number one, it takes place during a holiday office party. Okay. Number two, it has Christmas music. It does. Number three, John's wife has a Christmas C name. She may not use the last Gennaro? name McLean, but Miss Gennaro's first name doesn't get more festive than Holly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's, four, there's an interesting... I, we need to be a dinner. There are presents involved. Number five. They are. Santa Claus sort of makes an appearance. Oh, Number that's six, very bad. It snows at the end. It, in L.A. It doesn't snow. It's... it's, it's, it's <laughs> the last time it's it started ca- in Los Angeles was 1962, but, but what better way to end a Christmas movie than with a little bit of snowfall? It wasn't snow. And then number seven, according to a press release last year, 1.3 million Americans watched Die Hard on Christmas Eve in 2016. That beats out the tradition holiday favorites such as Home Alone, Miracle on 34th Street, and Santa Claus. Whoa. Okay, so I don't think it's a Christmas movie. I, when I see Die Hard, I think one of the greatest action movies of all time. True. If not the greatest action movie of all time. One of them. And, uh, you know... It's not. Do you wa- Do you say this is something I need to watch for Christmas? See, no. that's the thing. No. When you get to Christmas, I need to watch Elf. I need to watch. By the way, I saw Elf for the first time Finally. last year. Finally. Yeah, that's true. Audrey. I just one of those I things. Still have the VHS. Still haven't seen Scrooge. <laughs> still haven't seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Still haven't seen Polar Express. Still haven't oh, seen yeah. all. You know. Now it took me a long time. I once mentioned in a homily. This is like ten years ago. I had never seen a wonderful. It's a Wonderful Life. I saw it. Did not like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't like it. Didn't no. Didn't like it. I mean, it's, it's always showing. Christmas Story. Here's another. Here's another controversial take. A Christmas Story. Overrated. Yeah. It has um, funny moments. We were, we're, I, I, we were actually scrolling through uh, Christmas movie options yes, yesterday, day before yeah. yesterday, and we're going. Ah, uh, no. Mm-hmm. We got the polar. We got to Polar Express. Like, yeah, it's cute, but eh. Yeah. You know, know the best Christmas skip. movies are? Hallmark. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I've never. There was. They're so good. Jorge's sister, Jorge's sister and I, and last year. She has, she has them all. Recorded? She has them all clogging up the, the DVR. The DVR. Oh, Me too. <laughs> They're so good. So Jorge's sister and I, I mean, she, I mean, we talked about it and I, and I just saw it because it, it was like 19, 18 or 19 minutes. They did like a Christmas movie of Colonel Sanders, how oh, he yeah. fell in love. So it was so cheesy. It was wait, so wait, wait, cheesy. Wait, wait, wait. A Hallmark produced something. I don't, I don't know if it was Hallmark. Yeah, I know. I don't know if it was Hallmark or Lifetime, it's whoever the it was. Same story. But it was Hallmark, Colonel Hallmark. Sanders, how he came up with his 11 herbs and spices, all that the stuff, same and falling in love. Story. It is, you know, it's you just copy you know, paste. You have to save Christmas. You have name, to you have to find love. You know, all the these profession. things. That's why. That's why vacation, Christmas vacation, oh, is glorious. so good. Glorious. It is so good. You have and, to see I it. have to see it. I don't know, no, but but but, and and I want to watch with it because Izzy has such a hearty laugh. <laughs> Izzy, when she sees this movie and all the crazy, stupid things that Clark Griswold says, I mean, it's just amazing, and you're gonna love Cousin Eddie. You know, okay. Merry Christmas. And then you're going to the Vegas vacation one. Like, no, the, the, you know, the first, the vacation movie. Wally World. There's the first one. There's, there's, uh, Christmas vacation is the third of the Christmas, of the vacation movies. The, the reboot with that Helms, that was, that was, but 
great Christmas movies, you know, and great Christmas cartoons. Oh, obviously, Charlie Brown Christmas. I saw Rudolph uh, on TV uh, last week. I love Rudolph. Rudolph is great. Uh, I love. Man. I have not seen that in a while. Twas the night before Christmas was one of my favorites. It was, you know, you, you know, as a kid, you loved when I was a kid in the eighties. You loved Christmas because, you know, cartoons and that. Now we have Cartoon Network. We have animation all the time. But cartoons were only on Saturday mornings or after school when you got home after school. But to have them at prime time, it was like, wow, <laughs> I'm dating myself. I really am. So, I am. So, I am. I am the elder. All right, Izzy, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having sticking me. Sticking around in the sports segment. Merry you, Christmas. You wanted to say something about the Heat last night? I don't know why they lost to the Pistons. They, I, I don't, they're, they're tired. tired. No one's in, they're tired. Exactly. Jimmy's out. Bam's out. Everyone. Duncan's in Consent. I'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. No, we're not going to talk about that, you know, because it's Victory Monday. But at victory least the Monday. Dolphins won. Huh, the Dolphins won, even though you were. Go no, get out of here. Go Dolphins, yeah. She said something about something. You know, complimenting the Jets the other day. And then she goes, no. she's leaving the studio, we closing the door. Like and she's screaming. Come. Don't talk like that. <laughs> all right, Ashley, you were at the stadium yesterday. How was it? You already know. So, Jets travel. I don't want to say Jets travel well, but it was filled. No, but at New, York, New, York, New York, they live here. So You're a New Yorker. You live here. I know. And I even said something about that. I said, you know, I don't not hate the Jets fans. You know, they're all from where I'm from. What? I went to St. John's. So I don't have I don't have a hate towards. We're gonna them. kick someone else out oh. of the studio. It's right not now. like they're New England fans, you know what I mean? It's not like they're they're Bills fans. So they're all like my uncles and aunts and everything. So I'm. I'm they, all, they all have a shady cousin. They do. Right? I'm, really, I'm related to some of them. I'm related to all of them. So I'll just say it. The first half was terrible. It was. Tua did not look good. No, but I mean, but here's I I tweeted this out. It goes because everybody was freaking out on Twitter and everybody's criticizing. Everybody was criticizing Tua. I go. Have you not watched? As are you watching an NFL game for the first time? And and number two, are you watching a Jets Dolphins game for the first time? I mean, the NFL. You two. I'll give you two examples from yesterday. Tell me. And we survived, and that's a mark of a good team. We survived. You forget the Arizona game. Gonna Arizona. Gonna say it. Okay, Arizona went into Detroit. <laughs> yeah. And was and, and was dominated, and then last night. Oh, the Bucks. Brady and the Bucks were shut oh. out by by the Saints. That scares me. That scares no, me. No, that's a one-off. I'm not worried about it. And how about you know the they had nobody. In. Ray Taylor, this that Snoop Dogg. They all said, "Oh, Pete." Or they all said, "Bucks, Bucks, Bucks." <laughs> the only one who didn't say Bucks, you know who it was? Drew Brees. Yep. Drew Brees. <laughs> who thankfully we don't have to face next week. No. So Father, so like you know, go to that game. I, I was a little cautious. I know you said something about. That I was terrified. I told you I was terrified. Our players are dropping like crazy with this COVID thing, mm-hmm. and I texted you that before. I said, Father, update on Waddle and Holland, and you said, Waddle, Hol- no Holland. Holland, yes. yeah. But the thing is, Holland left the protocol, but I guess he wasn't in game shape. So uh, you know, I mean, well, he's inactive. They said they can take him off the COVID list. Sorry, this chair is it's a different chair. It's a different chair. Oh, it's a uh, chair, sorry. <laughs> they they can take them off a the COVID list prior to the test, pending the result of that test at, at 3 o'clock, whatever mm-hmm. it is. So they took him off, but the, the test didn't come back negative, so he still wasn't eligible so to play. So does he have COVID or does he not have COVID? But here, no, Evident. I think they, they changed apparently that if, you know, they're, they're using a different test now that doesn't just say you're, you're, you're positive. But at test to see if you're contagious, oh, no. which is no, no. But, but that, I say that's good. But I think that if we can, as a society, oh, if we could do that, you know, then the ten day because we've been doing that ten day quarantine yeah. now for a while. 
then it shortens up, you know, the amount of time we have to be locked up somewhere. That's true. You know, so hopefully, you know, because the NFL is not going to cancel games. Nope. They added a game tonight. They added, they yeah. postponed two games to tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, hey, more football. Better for that. us, you know. You know. So, no, Father. So, like, you know, Tua just didn't look good. Um, but he got his act together. But yeah. it shows you how valuable Waddle is to that offense. So true. Um, Dookie Johnson. Can Dookie? I just say that again? The whole stadium. <laughs> Dookie. No, 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 no. They were saying this. Do, do. No, no, we said Dookie. No, Why? No. I mean, we just got into it. I mean, no. He, okay. No, from UM games, we would, we would yell, Duke. Duke. Okay, we had it the extra. We're the, Dolphins fans. We're a different level. All about man. the U, baby. Only Kane's allowed so, in the end zone. Duke yeah, no. For the, first, while the, first couple, the first two touchdowns were scored by Hurricanes, Braxton Barrios. Oh, yeah. And right. by. Uh, and by uh, Duke Johnson. Didn't Braxton, when he got he went to the Patriots first, right? I think he went to the he Patriots, Patriots first, yeah. First. Yeah. And I don't know why he didn't catch on there because he's that is prototype. he's prototype yeah. Patriots receiver. You know, an Edelman, an Amendola, you know, uh, Wes Walker back in the day when he, oh, they yeah. took him from us. But, uh, no, yeah. So, Duke, okay, the the point of the game where I was just overfilled with joy Christian Ryan oh, finally big man got touchdown. his touchdown. <laughs> no. He, he did the worm. I thought he was having a seizure, Father. I said, what's wrong with him? What's he doing? <laughs> the, I, the, the stadium shook a little bit, too. I said, what's he doing? Well, well, here <laughs> is, is, that, is that on the elevator this morning? That, that, I don't, that I don't know if it's on the I haven't checked, but that would have been the when he went into the seats. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, around the end zone, they have the, those. which are seats, They're yeah. expensive, but they're the worst seats in the building. Oh. Because... I, I've always said That's if you're true. field level, you can't, you don't have the depth perception to see. Yeah. It's flat. I mean, you have to be about 10, 20 rows up to be able to see things mm-hmm. well. And okay, but I mean, you're basically watching the game on the scoreboard all the, unless they're right in front of you, which they were. Yeah. So he jumps into this or family lap. or three or four. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like the Lambo leap where there's people there and it, it was like there's no one else around them. <laughs> You know, I don't, and then he comes out and he does the worm break dances. Now, Hilarious. last night they showed the clip on ESPN on SportsCenter oh. of him celebrating when he won the national championship with Clemson when they beat Alabama in 2017. That not only did he, did he do the worm, my boy did a split. <laughs> okay. That, uh, it, I mean, that's, uh, that is a big uh, uh. man doing a split. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like a gymnastic a split. Full- Oh, no, no. That He was dancing, and all of a sudden, he goes down and does a split. And he said He's ready for dirty he, dancing. He, that, you he know, said, is that your best dance moves? He goes, invite me to your bar mitzvah or your, your He said that. He did say that. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I watched Scott Van Pelt last night, and he said, uh, uh, he goes, Stanford Steve, we got to go see one of these bad moves. He says, bad Oh, no. I'm you like, know. yeah, welcome to South Florida. But that's but this this team has character. We it, do. We, we have, have characters. Spunk. We have characters on this team. There's a great um I've forwarded to you. I read a great uh article last night in Sports Illustrated. Connor Orr did a great, you know, that the you know, great article on the Dolphins finding their identity yeah. where we were looking for and ended up trying to trade for Deshaun Watson and then Tua. Now, Tua did, yes, got off to a bad start, but you know who else? You know who else got off to bad starts? Over this week, fifteen, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, He's Tom Brady, all, yeah, yeah, that's it. Kyler Murray, yeah, uh, you know, so I mean, jo, you know, Burrow didn't have the, it was it's a fifteen the board, ten. Father. It ha, it happens. It's the National Football League. We made Lamar Jackson, who was on his way to another MVP, we made him look mortal. And he hasn't recovered since. Yes, he's got injured. That but <laughs> can we talk about that game for a second? I, you were still probably at the stadium Which or, or one? coming back. The Baltimore Green Bay I game. I caught the end of it. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, the end. That's I all. That's all I saw. But okay, this is the second time in three weeks that it happens. 
John Harbaugh, Bad two weeks calling. ago, you know, two, you know, three, three weeks ago against the Steelers, goes in for the tying touchdown, but to tie, either you could have tied, kick the extra point, or go for two. Now, three weeks ago, read, you know, read another article last night. I read a lot last night. You know, it said, okay, that three weeks ago, it made sense because people were dropping like flies on his defense, injured yeah. players. But for the most part, even though they gave 31 points, they had pretty much kept, you know, Aaron Rodgers in check. So he goes for two. And so, and it was such a bad play call. Yeah. You, you roll to your right, you eliminate half the field, you throw into double coverage. Of course, it was batted down, and all of a sudden, boom. They don't deserve to make the playoffs. Who's, no, because they're the Ravens. We don't like them. I know. But, you know, we're not in charge of our own destiny no, at this point. Oh, that, that scares me. But, the, but we, yeah, that's what happens when you start yeah, off one, one and seven. seven. So, you know, we obviously are projected to play the Saints Monday night. That's a huge. So, you know, that was, I booked these tickets a long time ago. Oh, you're going to have fun. I'm excited. Uh, it's a very important game for both teams. So. But, see, here's the, the 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 Saints won two in a row, but they played uh, the Jets the week before and, you know, Bobber the Jets. Yeah, but they only scored so... nine points. I'm not afraid of Taysom Hill. I think our defense now they ran the ball against Tampa Bay yesterday, which is not easy to do. Exactly. But except do it. every any given Sunday, anything can happen. Yeah. So the Saints, I believe we have the same record. We are. We're yeah, it's yeah, split. Yeah, yeah. I think it's seven, seven both seven, seven and both seven. seven. So we have the same record. We're going into New Orleans. Very difficult place to play. Christmas weekend, Monday night football. These people will be, you know, going into the French Quarter at one o'clock in the afternoon, if not earlier, spending all day. I'm giving Ashley what to do. Tell on me, you, I'm like trying to take yeah. mental notes right now. You've never been in New Orleans? Never in my life. Whoa. I've never been to go, you know? And Whoa. same with like Vegas. Those were, like, Just I have a beignet go, for me, okay? I, oh, ben- I, I've been looking at the menu. There's like 10 beignets, places right now. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of. Uh, Are they mean fans K-Pop? though, Paul? No, they're, 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 they're fun. Right. They're a fun bunch. No, They're a fun bunch. So by one o'clock, the tailgate starts. I remember that the last time I was there was for a Monday night game with the Dolphins. Yeah, and uh, I was around the French Quarter. Man, one o'clock, I'm exaggerating, but it you know, and I, and I had a view, the view of my room in the Hyatt across the street from the Superdome. You could kind of see the ambiance, oh, and we're wow. you, you could you're walking distance. You know, French Quarter's walking distance from uh, Bourbon Street, walking distance from the Superdome. Oh, so people. You know, they'll go and they'll have a, you know, a few adult beverages in the French Quarter and, and have a nice meal and, and then go to the Superdome and watch and watch their Saints. And you're going to hear a lot of who dat. So is it a winnable game for us? It is a totally winnable game. Are you game. more confident it's going three and a half. to the Saints game? Because the Giants game, the Jets game, not, you had your reservation. Both yeah, because, games. you know, we kind of played down our competition. But if you look at this six-game winning streak, yeah. and, you know, and that's not... You know, it's only the fourth time in NFL, yeah. NFL history that a team has been less than six games under 500, more or six or more games under 500, and come back to get to 500. Now, none of those teams have made the playoffs. And that's really what you need to be looking at. Right. Like, this team is better than its record. Okay. We should have beat the Jaguars. The I mean, that, that one. The Raiders. The Raiders should have won that. The, and the Falcons. The Falcons. Three you, games. Those that are we three. But, but you look at that and say, well, you know, Baltimore should have beaten us. The way that Baltimore was playing coming into that game, said, okay, yeah, they should have beaten us. But as I can't believe I'm quoting Bill Parcells, but Ugh. you are who your rec- what your record says you are. You are yeah. So, so we have the Saints, then we have Tennessee, at and then Tennessee, we have New, uh, New England, England here, Those and you're going to look mortal this weekend. I, and I, you know, 
my father and I were talking about this last night, last night saying, in New England, you know, were they all that? Really? I mean, yes, great defense. Bill Belichick's Bel- coach, be just a great. Yeah. And they lucked out with that with that weather game. In, um, but you wanted to beat Buffalo next week, though. Um, I wanted to. You want New England to beat Buffalo. Oh, no, for sure. You have to, yeah. Because Buffalo, the thing is, we need all the teams around us. We need all the wild cards around us to drop. We need the Steelers to drop. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of fluff around us. A lot of teams that need to There was a thing. There was a... Every every week, there's a... Somebody quotes... These are the the, the teams we need to root for. And I believe almost every team that needed to lose yesterday kind of won. Yeah, it was bad for us. It was not great. I think Denver... Losing kind of help, but I think we need Cincinnati to lose because they have a worse conference record so here it is, than Father. we do. The Browns, the Bengals, the Broncos, the Steelers, and the Raiders are the fluff around us. They're the yeah, but the Raiders teams. and the Broncos are behind us. Yes, we jumped them yeah. yesterday. Yeah, the Raiders play, I believe, uh, tomorrow or to, no today. Tonight, tonight or tomorrow? I forget now. I they, they play the Browns. Or the, there's, cause there's, there's a five o'clock game tonight. Tonight and, then and, and a, the eight o'clock game. Oh, it's uh, no, no, so we're, we're we're all three of us looking at our phones, looking at all the different scenarios. That's how crazy we are. But uh, now I'm excited football the next three days. So no, we, playoff we, we, no, we're in, but we're we're talking playoffs. That's good. You know, bad noise, my dude. Oh, bad noise. You know, he had he had, uh, a huge he, had sack. A, he had a great he had a great game. We sacked the we we sacked the the quarterback six times. Had it forced to fumble. Two or through his, I believe, his first pick six of his career. I want to say it's his first pick six. That was bad. I was I was, was flipping I was flipping back and forth between our game. I couldn't believe I was doing this no. between our game and Tiger and Charlie Woods playing oh, in that, that tournament. That was a that great was story. So that was a great story. And that kid, twelve years old, and you know, just lighting it up on the golf course. That's going to be Is great. Is Tiger going to make a comeback? Uh, I think from what I saw, yes. The, the thing is that that tor- tournament, he was. I can't believe we're talking about golf. <laughs> All right, Tiger, just Tiger, Woods, <laughs> Tiger Woods lining up for the 12 foot eagle putt to win the Masters. Oh no, so uh, next week, NASCAR. So here's what happened. Here's what happened. No, <laughs> don't say that because then Cardi's gonna 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 text and goes, Yes, a, talk NASCAR, do a NASCAR it. preview in the Daytona Daytona 500. Our shout out to our buddy. Yeah, so <laughs> to answer your question. The, yet this weekend's tournament, because it's you know fam, uh, uh, family, family, family. It was a tour member or a champion with a family member. Could have been a parent, could have been a sibling, could have been a child. Yeah. Uh, Gary Player playing in his eighties with uh, with his nice. grandson or grandson. That's sweet. It's amazing, and he could still swing it. So Tiger, his short game is great. You know, putting is great because he could do that. But he was in a golf cart. They could use golf carts during this. In the tour, you can't. Everybody. You know, we've never walked. Like for example, we're not a lot of people walk it. We never walk it. We we take the golf cart. But that is part of the endurance is walking. And and you go to Augusta, it's hills, steep hills. That and you can see Tiger grimace at times. So you know, you're talking about a shattered leg. Thankfully, it's not the leg that he puts weight on when you're swinging. You you know, it's his right leg. If you're a right-handed swinger, you put the weight on the on the left leg. That's what the left leg is kind of like a batting set. It's facing out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. But if Tiger doesn't come back, you know, then all our hope goes to his son. Oh, you know, he, he looks and he has the mannerisms. Oh, you know, all the, kid, thing, yeah. all the things that Tiger does, he's done. Well, hopefully he, he's not doing. all the things Tiger does. Well, oh, thank you, Ashley. 
All right. I think there's a good time to end. Well, driving, you know, 150 miles an hour is what no, I was talking about, yeah, Father. You know, and, and God, bless, you know, God bless Tiger, and, and that, yes. that it, well, that wasn't worse, and, and that he kept his leg in, in yeah. his life. So, Dolphins, we're looking good. Yes, excited. Okay, so hopefully when the podcast makes a comeback, we can talk about, we could do a season we'll review. Do, uh, an emergency pod when not. Uh, when the Dolphins make the playoffs? When we, when, oh, no, yeah. when we advance in the playoffs. Hey, now. Deep into the playoffs. Here we go. Let's go. Let's we go. We need a live show. Have the audience. It'll be like. <laughs> no, I think I think people want a live camera. Everybody's always said, Father, if the Dolphins ever make the Super Bowl, you need a live oh, no, camera. You need, on a, you need a camera. I need, I need to be. Listen, it's been twenty party. years. It's been twenty years. I'll put a ten second delay with a <laughs> with a with a beeper. Yeah. Beep, beep, no. Beep. I always <laughs> said this when, when I when I was a chaplain of the team and we'll end it there, but when I was a chaplain of the team, you know, I was I had to be pretty stoic for the most part on the sidelines. And you know, and, and we had some big games and you know, you were nervous coming in and I said, If we ever make my goodness, if we ever make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know how I could stand here and just you know, this is, you know, next year is going to be 50 years of the 72 Dolphins. Next wow. season. That's crazy. That is crazy. Oh, no. So the Dolphins, and you were telling earlier, I'm the oldest one here. I have never seen the Dolphins win a Super Bowl. Now, I've seen the Dolphins Playoffs. play in two Super Bowls. You haven't. Nope. I definitely haven't. You haven't. So I, I, I remember both those Super Bowls. I don't I don't. I mean, I don't remember much. But you don't remember Dolphins. I don't. Season. I started liking the Dolphins in 2007. Oh, no. So you were after the Marino years. 2007 was our worst year. 115. 115. Yeah, that's, when, that's when I fell in love with them. Okay. Love, the lovable losers. Yeah, Greg Camarillo. Yeah, 2007 is when I Oh, happened. my God. Cleo Levin and Greg Camarillo. Mm-hmm. I can't believe yeah. it. Yeah. And here's the kicker. I went to the last game of that year. Oh, we had no. tickets. Well, I was working in the seminary. Jose Alvarez, had, Father Alvarez had tickets. Oh, let's go to the game. We played Cincinnati. They had oh, Chad Ochozinko, and they killed oh, us. Guy. They killed us. It was like, oh my goodness, can't believe we did that. Ashley, thank you so much for joining thank us. You for and us. Uh, Merry Christmas, to everyone. Merry Christmas. Stay safe. God bless. All right. So, um, coming up next, we'll go into my Christmas meditation and this podcast. So we wanted to end this podcast, our season finale, if you will, and leading up to Christmas with the Christmas meditation, because we really need to focus on what Christmas is all about. Christmas is Jesus making his presence in our lives. Christ comes to liberate us from the evils of this world. He comes to reunite us with our Father in heaven comes to make something new in each and every one of our hearts. But, as I've said many times, Christ will not force his way into our hearts. We need to prepare a proper dwelling place for him. This is what Advent has been all about, preparing. Many of us, no doubt, invited family and friends over for Christmas dinners or parties over the last few weeks, and we stressed over every single detail, the smallest detail. Now imagine if we did the same thing to welcome Christ this Christmas. God came into the world to radically transform it, but he needs our hands and our feet to build up his kingdom, which will last forever. 
we need to open our hearts to our Savior this Christmas. So I invite you, during this coming season of Christmas, to spend time before the Nativity scene. It could be the one, the big one outside our church. It could be the one inside our church. It could be the one you have in your home. Spend time before it. Meditate over it. Because there, we see the mystery and the depth of God's love for us. Now, so many people stop their cars in front of our church to get down and look upon the Christ child in our life-size nativity scene. See that Christ child lying in the manger. To look upon his mother. To look upon the humble carpenter who would raise him. And to take in the enormity of this event that transformed history. Ask the divine child to make your heart like his, innocent, tender, and totally open to our Father's will. Once we follow the example of Mary and Joseph and dedicate our entire lives to Christ, our life will finally be filled with the peace and the joy that comes each Christmas. And we will feel that peace and joy year-round. We go forth from this church like the angels at first Christmas and proclaim the good news of great joy to all. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ and Lord. Merry Christmas.